Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the newest subset of millennials. Many of them are young and they're not married, they don't have kids, and they're work martyrs, if you've heard that term now coming up. Uh, they don't take vacations, they perceive that they're so important in their companies that they, they can't leave. So who or what is a millennial? It's a term we often hear used to describe the local workforce. To unpack that for us is an expert, Dawn Leone. She is executive in residence at Kogod School of Business at American University, and they just published a new survey, a continuation of a trend survey of millennial behavior here in the D.C. area. Well, let's start with the basics. Many of our listeners may not know who or what is a millennial. Well, a millennial is the name given to a generation of people born between 1981 and approximately 1999. Some of them are just finishing high school right now. Many of them are in college. They go all the way up to people who are uh, 35, 36 years old. So it's a very large generation. And what's very important is that in the next three years, they are going to become 50% of the workforce. It is a huge bubble of the population. And as boomers retire, the millennials are taking over. I didn't hear boomers are ever going to retire, but maybe that's a conversation for another day. Uh, why does understanding a generational group matters so much? Well, that's a good question, whether it matters or not. You hear a lot in the media about millennials. It's always been very interesting. This is a tech generation. They've grown up with smartphones in their hands. So there's a lot of topics that come up about how they're different. They want foosball tables at work. They're, they're very environmentally friendly. They're focused on social advocacy. Many pithy things come up. And what we are endeavoring to do is figure out what what the substance is with millennials and what they want in a place to live and work. So we heard from the business community that they wanted to, some real answers, not just these pithy headlines that come out about millennials. And we also know now that millennials are tired of being labeled millennials. <laughs> it, it's a lot of people. They span 20 years. They're very unique. They're not just a monolith. Well, it's interesting to me. So you point that out. I, I teach one of the local business schools uh, and come in contact with a lot of, of students. And you're absolutely right. There's this fatigue because mm. particularly I think the baby boomers uh, are labeling and, and stigmatizing almost this large group of people having attributes that many of them do not even have. It's it's fascinating to watch. But I think every generation does it, right? Yes. Um, when you talk about generations, though, it, it seems to me as an entrepreneur and, and an investor, one of the things I really care about, if I understand demographics, I can create a, um, a customer archetype. So I can make a prediction that if I service this particular person, a million other people will be similar. And I assume that when you start to look at categorizing people by generation, what you're really trying to get at is how as an employer, I can make some predictions about what type of work workplace I need to have or what progression looks like. Is, is that why that's so important to understand a millennial generation? Well, it's definitely important. As we said, they're going to be a huge chunk of the workforce. And there are a couple of things that are legitimately different about this group. Uh, one is that they really believe in work-life integration as opposed to work-life balance. And this is where you hear some of the negative stereotypes coming from the Gen X or baby boomer managers. Um, millennials are used to blurring the line between all parts of their life, whether it be going to school, uh, their social lives or work. 
So they're always on their phones. They're always connected. So sometimes they want to leave at 530 at night to go to their yoga class or happy hour, but they're going to be plugged in later because they've got their email on their phone continuously. When they're at the gym at six o'clock the next morning, they might be reading something for work. So to them, what they want is, uh, and they actually what they expect is technology to be integrated throughout the workplace. They don't want to be doing tedious tasks because they expect all that to be taken care of with, with apps or hacks or what have you. Um, and they want respect for the fact that they are working hard. They do care. They want to make a difference immediately. They're very impatient that way. They don't want to wait around 20 years before they're in a position of leadership and can make a real impact. So again, what you hear from some of the managers is that they are lazy or self-entitled, and that's not really the case at all. They just have a much more fluid definition of how to integrate their lives with technology and their social, the social side of their lives. It's interesting because as you describe it, frankly, that's a much more authentic way to describe what it's like to be a knowledge worker in today's world. I, you know, I find that this whole idea of work-life balance that so many baby booners have been raised on is just a fiction. You know, there's no such thing if you're an entrepreneur or heavily engaged in a career. Everything's right. out of balance. So do you think that millennials have a more realistic view as to what their career is supposed to look like and are more likely to be able to deal with the stress of this rapidly changing economy? You know, one very important thing about their outlook is uh, many of the millennials graduated into recession. So when they came out of college, they came into a place where unemployment was high, uh, credit tightened up. Uh, they also have unprecedented student loan burdens. So, And they're looking around and they're watching people lose their homes. They're watching people lose their jobs. You hear a lot about Social Security going under and no, um, you know, no retirement savings. So they're actually pretty cautious. And they also realize that nothing is guaranteed in the workplace. So they give as much loyalty, if you will, as they feel coming back from the company. And let's be honest, in today's world, there are very few companies out there who are about keeping people for 30 or 40 years and giving them what they want. Yeah. So I think they see themselves as individual players. Uh, they know that they will probably have to move around the country, possibly, in order to uh, progress their careers. Um, millennials are the most educated generation we've ever seen. Over a quarter of them have bachelor's degrees. Many of them go on to higher education. So they see education as a way to get somewhere. They're managing their careers. They're doing their jobs. They're actually working very hard. Uh, many of them are young and they're not married. They don't have kids and they're work martyrs, if you've heard that term mm -hmm. now coming up. Uh, they don't take vacations. They perceive that they're so important in their companies that they, they can't leave. So they're working very hard and they're also managing their career and making sure they're taking care of themselves. So they're actually more likely to be investing retirement savings and in 401ks than previous generations were at their age. So they're very different from the stereotypes that are being thrown upon them. That is abundantly clear. You've just completed this survey. There's no substitute for good data. Give me a few quick data points that came out of your survey that you think are particularly important. Overall, I think the, the biggest, most interesting finding is that millennials are not from, a, from planet foosball. They are exactly like previous generations. What they care about most is having a job, having a good salary, being safe. So they worry about the crime rate. And they're very concerned about housing costs because they've seen that uh, as they get older, they're definitely doing things later than previous generations are. It's always true that more educated people tend to put off getting married and having children later, and millennials are, are they're having fun in their early 20s. They're completing their education. 
But now as they get older, they are focused on where can I see myself raising a family and can I afford a house? And a stunning 36% of the people we talked to this year who make over $150,000 a year do not feel like they can afford to buy a house in this area. Dawn, before I let you go, where can we find a copy of this great report? Uh, you can find it online. Just Google COGOD, K-O-G-O-D, Millennial Index, and you should find a link uh, at the American University site, and you'll be able to read the entire thing in PDF format, and there should be a link to the first one we had as well. Great resource for all of you who are wondering where and how to attract the great workers that are out there. Don Leone, Executive in Residence at the Kogod School of Business. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. Our executive producers, Tracy Madigan, and our online contributors are Michael Hoffman and Barbara Ulrich. I am Jonathan Aberman. We tell you what's working in Washington, but we're also asking the question, what's working in Washington for you? So please let us know. We're on Twitter at What's Working DC. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, goodbye.